The Full Spectrum Podcast, presented by Champions and Legends. Champions and Legends produces hemp-derived CBD sports supplements for athletic preparation, performance, and recovery. Discover Champions and Legends on the World Wide Web at championsandlegends.com. This is the Full Spectrum Podcast with Big Data and Maverick, available wherever you get your podcasts. Big Data, what's happening, buddy? Um, what the hell happened last week, week nine in the NFL? I think, uh, I think I might retire. I think I might retire. I, I don't know what's happened to me. <laughs> I think you're going to get retired by these bookies chasing uh, you. Thank God I had a little bit of a nest egg. And by the way, bookie corner early. Make sure you're playing with money that you actually have or you will be on the streets especially if you've been following me over the first nine weeks of the season. <laughs> uh, you know what? You really, you're unlucky, uh, to say the least. Um, you're a bit of a masochist. Keep picking the Chiefs, and they just keep stabbing you in the back. It's true. On you. The Rams and the Ravens games, I mean, the Rams didn't show up. And the Ravens, they just... It seems like they play close games. Um, I had this, you know, I did lose one game this week myself as well. Huh. And the Bengals just didn't show up against the Browns. Like, well, what do you do? You just don't know in that case. If, if a team just doesn't show up, what do you do? All the stats go out the window. Well, here's the thing. Every year, and this isn't like, it's not like I have the full analysis, but between week two and three, I promise you what happened week nine last week usually happens in the first couple, second to third to fourth week at the latest, okay, where, where this is how Vegas is able to afford another fountain to go into the Bellagio Hotel. This is how they <laughs> are able to bring in fresh lobster to the middle of the desert every single day. It's like what happened in week nine. So what am I talking about? It was, it was upset central last week, and on one end, Yes, it was a disaster to all us betters. Vegas won all their money plus back. But here's the good thing, and this is true. The world will, re, re, will get back to normal, okay? The betting world, the betting gods are going to be happy, and I promise you Vegas is nervous this week because you can't have what happened last week two weeks in a row. And basically it won't happen for the rest of the year, okay? You're going to have some upsets, yes, but not like last week where the Bills fall apart to the Jags or Denver just absolutely destroyed the Dallas Cowboys and where you have the Tennessee Titans, as you say, who is a good team, but what they did to the Rams was not seen by anybody, ladies and gentlemen, and there was more, but those are examples of that's now over. This week is a totally different week, big data. So I'm challenging you one-on-one. -on -one. Give me the next half of the season. You won round one, you kick the crap out of me. It's over. Give me a chance to go, at least even with you, and then we'll head into the playoffs. But give me a chance. This is, to me, we start over, and it just happens to be the halfway mark of the year. I will take your challenge. Thank you. But we will still keep receipts for the whole season. You oh, absolutely. <laughs> you have to. You have to. I agree with you. You shouldn't <laughs> pretend like it didn't happen. I'm not pretending like But – you know, we I, I say let's start regage re because last week was just that full disaster. Big data, honors to you again. You won again last week. Who do you like 
in this week, week 10. First matchup I'm looking at, kind of a tasty one, I think. Browns, Patriots. Ooh. I've got the Patriots now third overall in my rankings. Just keep going up. (laughs) They seem to just get up there. Yeah, for sure. I got them seventh and fourth on defense. Uh, The Browns are even doing better in my rankings. I have the Browns 15th, 12th in offense, and 18th on defense. So they're they're getting better on D. It was a little disappointing to start the season, but they're getting better. Uh, So I do, you know, I have the Patriots towards the best teams in the league. I have the Browns middle of the pack. It's in New England. Uh, it's only a two-and-a-half-point spread. So with that small of a spread, uh, and I, you know, I, I'm confident the Patriots are a better team, I'm going to take – give me the Patriots minus 2.5. Big data's not wrong. Oh, you know what? I will say this. I don't know if people do remember. I did say something at the beginning of the year because I'm a drama guy and Big Data's an analytics guy, but he's got New England, as you say, third now. And I told you what a great soup it would be for ratings if you had a little New England, Tampa Bay, you know, a little Bill versus Tom. Your ratings oh. are starting to flow my way with my drama, Big Data. Just saying. Oh, I'm what's happening? This. We're talking Dr. Dre, Snoop, halftime show. And, <laughs> and, and, and Bill versus Tom. I love just, it. How can you beat it? You can't. In fact, trust me, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Roger Goodell is going to see that this is exactly, he may not like Tom and Tom doesn't like him, but he's going to do everything in his power to make that the Super Bowl this year. Big data. I'm going to go with my first game. It's Dallas, Atlanta. They're playing each other. Both of them. Well, Atlanta somehow, and this is another fiasco. Atlanta should have lost last week because that's what they do. They like to lose games last minute and they ended up winning. So again, just another weird thing that happened in week nine. It's Matty Ice against Dak. Ladies and gentlemen, the over-under on this game is 55. The line is minus nine Dallas. I love the over in this game. Both teams are absolutely going to trash each other. I am not going to take Dak and the boys minus 10 because I do think they'll probably cover it, but I'm not, I, that's not the game. The, that number of 55 seems a little high, but I feel like Dak and the boys got to get their game back in. Matty Ice and the boys have some offensive firepower. I say screw the defenses. Let these guys duke it out, Techno Bowl style. Take the over Atlanta, Dallas this weekend. Oh, I didn't see that coming with you coming back with an over-under. Very impressive. <laughs> I'm gonna I see it here at 54 and a half. So we're gonna we're gonna write it down at 54 and a half for you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Put it down. Give me that half point. I like it. Impressive, impressive. All right. Next up, I've got you know I every week I have to pick a divisional game. I don't know why. Of course. It's, it's your thing. It's in my blood. Mm-hmm. Bills. Jets, Sunday morning, Bills are favored on by 12 points. Mm-hmm. The Jets mm-hmm. will have mighty Mike White starting again with their interesting offense. I've got the Bills still second overall, even with that brutal loss to the Jags last week. 
third in offense and third on defense. I have the Jets 30th, 28th in offense, 31st on defense. Now, looking at this one, you could say the Bills had a, a tough week in Jacksonville last week, and now they are, you know, in New York. Jets are, you know, playing a, a tad bit better, uh, but not really. They're still a disaster to watch. This spread's not high enough for me. I'm going to take the Bills minus 12 on the road. You know what? I like that. I, I like that you're not scared to go with the Bills. I don't know if I like that game. I'm just going to say, you know what? Last week was exactly what, what what did happen to the Bills. I am a little nervous about them, Big Data, because we said it at the beginning of this year. The only thing that scares me about the Bills, their defense is good, and they're going to have their games where, you know, maybe they're not perfect. Their wide receivers are good. Josh Allen's great, but there's no run game. And as we get hit, you know, as we head towards the playoffs, I wonder if that's going to be their Achilles heel, that they got no run game, so teams aren't going to even worry about it. I, that's my only worry about the Bills going forward. I got to be honest. That's my only thing. I will just say they have a huge running back named Josh Allen. <laughs> and <laughs> and let's, let's not forget the only reason the Bills lost last Josh Allen destroyed Josh Allen. So the Josh True. Allen from the Jaguars, for some reason, you know, he ate his spinach. He was like Popeye. He was a nightmare for Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen. He must have been, he, just, he must have not slept all week. He must have been waking up to other Josh Allen nightmares the whole time. <laughs> Very well said. My game number two, it's a weird one. I looked at all the games and I said, which one will make me have, um, you know, uh, you know, skip uh, heart palmitations for the whole night, and it's Detroit and Pittsburgh. Yeah, I went that way. I said to myself, okay, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh and the referees, I think we're on the same team on Monday night. I don't know exactly what was going on in that game, but Pittsburgh and Ben on paper look good, but for some reason are slow or, or just don't. There's something wrong, and I, I'm not. And maybe it is Ben. And I, I don't think it is, but I do feel like he's part of the problem, not the solution. They're taking on Detroit. This team is desperate, and I've said before they're a grimy team. Yeah, they they laid an egg a couple of weeks ago. They're coming off the bye. I like Detroit plus eight and a half. Give me the eight and a half. Do I think they're going to win it straight up? No, but I do like Detroit. Give me the points. I just think that's too many points for Pittsburgh to beat anybody by right now. I agree. I mean, I have a bunch of Steelers in fantasy, and I just can't figure them out. Like, they've looked great this year. They've looked horrible this year. And that Monday night game was just, you know, awesome first half, brutal. And, you know. It's not easy to blow a game to a, a rookie quarterback at home uh, who you were dominating for so long in the game. So, yeah, good pick there. Who do you Next, got for number three? Yeah, who do you got, Big Data? Next up, I've got the reigning champions, the Buccaneers versus the football team from somewhere in Maryland, wherever they are. <laughs> Bucks. Favored by nine and a half points on the road. I've got the Bucks seventh overall. I have them as the best offense and 15th on defense. 
I have the football team 28th overall, 26th on offense, 28th on defense. The Bucks are coming off a bye. They're an old team. This is going to rejuvenate them. Washington has just been atrocious. Uh, I don't think nine and a half points is anywhere near enough. I'm saying take the Bucks minus nine and a half. Ooh, that's a that was a playoff game last year where Heineke kind of made his debut, wasn't it? And everyone was all over him. And now, ever since he got the ball back from Fitzmagic, hasn't been that same guy in that playoff game, right, Big Data? That's right. And for the football team to be so bad on defense, with you know Chase Young as one of the best defensive players already in the league, uh, and you know uh, with the coach, I mean defensive guy uh how is how's ron letting this happen i don't know uh and if anyone knows how to pick on a defense that's not playing well it's the great yeah very true um for my third and final game it's minnesota taking on the la chargers both teams i if you want my truth both teams playing a little bit under what they were expected to do for the year i think a lot of people had the 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 Minnesota Vikings a little bit higher up on their tally. And I think the Chargers, a lot of people had them high, but they're just not living up to that expectation. Um, the over-under in this game is 53. The Chargers are favored by three. I don't know why, but Minnesota to me reminds me a lot of Cleveland. And the last time the Chargers played Cleveland, they had a fiasco of a game. Big data, I'm going on the over-under again. Give me the over of 53 points in this game. It's a lot. I'm asking of a lot, but I just feel like these two teams need to duke it out. they got to air out their differences. Give me the over 53 in the Chargers and the Vikings this weekend. I love your strategy. Last week, you took all the points (laughs) that were available to you. And this week, you're mixing it up. Two overs and taking the points on the Lions. I like your strategy. I think it's going to pay off. Maverick. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I got to change it up a little bit. We got to do something <laughs> different here. I have no other strategy. I've used everything else up in my arsenal, buddy. I got to do something different. From there, uh, I'm going to oh, take you. you oh, 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 yeah, sorry, the Monday night. Really we got to talk. Quick, the Monday night or uh, yes, Rams please, Niners. Please. Yes. We've got the Rams minus four. So the Niners are a home dog on Monday night. And it's frankly, not looking that great lately. You know what? I got to take the Rams here. Interdivision game. This team, they came off a dud last week. I like the Rams here. Personally, I just think that they're too talented and they're too good to uh, lose two in a row. And I know San Fran has their number, but... I think San Fran's just really overrated. I think we're, we're living in a San Fran world where we just think that Shanahan is something else and that this team is something else. And after nine weeks, they've proven they're not. I'm going to take your tact on this game. Um, the over is only 49. And these are two offensive coaches. Von Miller just showed up with the Rams. But frankly, Von Miller is just not been great lately um 
initially, I don't know if he's going to help or hurt the Rams. I think they got him for the playoffs, uh, for the regular season. I'm not so sure. So I think 49 is a little low. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to I'm gonna say pick the over. So we're telling you take the Rams and over, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You know what? There it is. Parlay it, baby. Follow that money. Follow that money. Uh, big data. Let's head over to NCAA real quick because uh, football and basketball, by the way, started. I know your Gonzaga Bulldogs are going to just crush their way to the to the March Madness, and we'll talk about oh, that in the yeah. few weeks coming. Absolutely. But let's uh, Bama favored by fifty one and a half points against New Mexico State University. The over under sixty seven. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. 51 is just a lot of points for anybody, even as uh, big and dominant school as they are. I don't know. I, take the under. I mean, take the under and don't take the points. 51 is too many. I mean, they don't need to win 51. They don't need to win by 51. That's too many. Listen, this is, is this game, I believe? That's correct. This is when, this is when Saban really starts to get the team going Ramp, the way he yeah. wants it to. I... I would I would not look past that fifty one. I know it's a lot, but you never know. They they like to uh, they want to impress the committee here. So that's they, true. They might lay they might lay the beats to them. Yeah. The the and the other game it's the number one Georgia against Tennessee. They're favored by twenty, and they're the they're the uh, they're away team. So Georgia Bulldogs again. You said it. Do they want to? They are at number one. Do they need to win by twenty? No. But to your point, I'll take your point. They do want to just make sure that everyone knows that they are the number one team. I think they will cover that twenty, and actually, I think they'll cover it oh, handily. Yes. Yeah, I like it. From from their big data, let me tell you, uh, my uh, my DraftKings scenario last week not as good as it was two weeks ago because of the fiasco of week nine. I'm looking to get a couple of bucks back in my pocket. Help me out. It's everyone's favorite segment. It's pumping dumb. All right, here we are again, another week of pump and dump. And a personal note, uh, I had a difficult fantasy week. I went 0-2 in my two leagues. So I got I to gotta step it up. Some quarterback named Aaron Rodgers was unavailable for me in one league. That hurt. <laughs> That's true. And uh, a lot of other hijinks happened. But overall, still decent seasons. We're still okay. Let's start with the quarterbacks, and of course, it's still the GOAT, Brady, number one. And still in there at number two, Matt Stafford, sneaking in past the Mahomes to number three, Lamar Jackson. Oh, yeah. Bottom yeah. QB this week. We talked about it. I'm going to dump on him some more. The cheeseburger, Ben Roethlisberger. That's... I could see it happening. Great, great option read, though. You got to give him the credit on the read. Anyway, I'll just say, yeah, fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah, he's only got 15 fantasy points a game. He's thrown the ball 300 times already. Ten touchdowns, four interceptions. You know, just blah. So, I'd avoid Ben if if you don't have to. Bye weeks are going away pretty soon here, so uh, it shouldn't be too many teams needing Ben as an option. Running back, we still have Henry at number one, even though he's out for the season. Jonathan Taylor's number two. And sneaking into number three, finally, Joe Mixon. It's a big surprise. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? He's been holding down his side of the ball. I, I like what Mixon's been doing. Underrated Mixon. 
this year, yeah, I've had him in the past, and he's maddening. Uh, but this year, yeah, he's had he's obviously uh, bottom running back. I'm gonna go back to this football team, Antonio Gibson. High hopes for him this season. Yes, he's had 111 carries, 17 receptions, a measly 68 points in the season. Not what you drafted him for. True. Next up, wide receivers. Oh, go ahead. No, that I agree. Yeah, wide receivers. For sure, wide receivers. Cooper Cup still, still having one of the greatest wide receiver seasons of all time. Cup owners, you should be crushing your leagues, unless you had Derrick Henry on your team. End <laughs> up Demar Chase, and then back to number three, and he's been really good. Debo Samuel. I'm going to go with one of Samuel's old teammates from last year as our bottom. He had pretty high hopes for this guy too. Emmanuel Sanders, mm-hmm. 51 targets this season. Four touchdowns so far and only 60. Pretty disappointing. We thought he was going to elevate that Bills passing game. Now, next up, we got the tight ends. Still Kelsey, number one. Still Andrews at number two. We've got a new number three, though. Finally, we don't really talk about anybody from in Bump and Dump. The Miami Dolphins. Yes. Kasicki. He's the guy to have on that team if you want to be in fantasy. And I'm going to go back after Matt Stafford's having a great season, but Tyler Higby had some – he was drafted relatively high. He's got 46 targets this season. He's only got 40 points. And just two touchdowns as a tight end is it's really not cutting it. Top defense, still the Bills. Bottom defense, no longer the Jags. It's now the Jets. Mm. And as always, who cares about the kickers? <laughs> it's so true, buddy. It's so, so true. You know what? I, I, I have Gusecki in one of my leagues, and he has been um, that uh, little dark horse. He's been keeping me in games and, and quietly. You know, like no one talks about him because between uh, Tua being out and uh, Brissett coming in, you kind of forget about the other guys. Like Parker's been a disaster, I'll be honest. I had him for a little while. Waddle had a nice start to the season. But Gusecki has been that one guy that just seems to, I don't know, keeping me around in my league. So I'm doing okay. Thank you, Mr. Gusecki, if you will. Take that for data. Big data. We are off to everyone's favorite segment. It was Bookie's Corner. Here's, here, here's Bookie's Corner for this week. Stop making stupid decisions and stop doing <laughs> dumb stuff. All right? Do something different like I did. But here it is. This is what I want to talk to you about. It's the great debate. It's actually been picking up some steam over the last couple of weeks. We're going to go over to the NBA because a little controversy uh, reared its ugly head last week, Big Data. Jochich and Mr. Morris had a little bit of an altercation where Morris bumped very flagrantly, went right into Jochich, smashed him in the chest as he was coming up the up the court to, to pass the ball inbounds. And Jochic said, uh-uh, I'm the MVP, bro, from last year. I don't know if you recognize me. And smashed him, basically body-checked him from behind. Jochic gets one game suspension. Morris gets $50,000 in fine. Do you think that the NBA was right with their uh, disciplinary on these two guys? Yeah, I, I think Morris, it was unnecessary uh the way he hit 
Jokic, the game wasn't even that close. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he had a little bit of intent behind it, and he tried to kind of make it look he did. Uh, I mean, Jokic, there's really no excuse. As a you know, MVP, that kind of player, you can't hit someone from behind. Um, I think the NBA, in the end, was, like didn't seem like he was. He's sore, but didn't seem like he actually got hurt. Uh, and you know, NBA protects its its top stars. Like you, nobody tunes in for a Morris brother to be playing basketball. They're just complimentary players. But <laughs> right. you know, Jokic so far this season with uh, you know all the advanced stats, he's the best player in the league. Mm-hmm. And he was the MVP last year. Um, now, is he the best player when? The- he's still pretty close. If he's not the best, he's one of the top three or four. You gotta just like the quarterbacks in the NFL. You gotta protect your players, and he will be protected because the Jokic brothers are coming on the team. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, here's my theory on it, real quick. I, I think everything you said is exactly right, but I don't think either. I, I don't think Jokic dis- deserved a suspension. I think he deserved a fine and maybe a little bit more hefty because he makes more money or or because he should know better. But here's the thing. Morris came over the side and, and, you know, being that he's relatively shorter, when he jabbed the man, he hit him right in the chest, right? And then he walks off like it's no big deal. Well, Jochic, yes, you should never hit somebody from behind. Man up, you know, maybe turn the guy around and then and push him. I get it. But I think this plays a bigger role in people think that maybe they can push him around. And he proved, don't push, don't push me. Don't get in my face because I'm coming after you. I think this actually worked in his favor. Yeah, he got the one-game suspension. But now I think people are on, on, uh, you know, on, on recognizing you can't just push him around. And to your point, I didn't realize that the advanced stats show that he's the best player, like literally by all stats, and he is the reigning MVP. I think him pushing him actually helped his, his image more, Big Data. I think it's a good thing that he got suspended to show like he can't be pushed around. It sucks that he got suspended. But I felt like the NBA should have just fined him a little bit more money. I, I think a one-game suspension to the MVP was a little much. And then Butler if, got a thirty thousand dollar fine for trying to instigate a bigger fight. But <laughs> again, I go back to it: like Jochic is just trying to protect himself, man. You know. Uh, I mean, I'm I agree with you, but I'm gonna say, like, as the coach, if something like this happens. Uh, like, where are the other teammates? Like, why does, you know, there's a fall guy. Be a, even a protector on the court. There's got to be some Bill Lambeer. Where was Bill Lambeer? Reacting. Exactly. Like, like, like even, even with, uh, like, even on, uh, you know, even, like, no one really went after Jokic at the beginning. They all kind of just stared at him. Right. I mean, someone should have someone should have decked Morris right away. Um, I don't know if those guys were scared of Morris or not, but like he should have got. There should have been five guys. Like, the other four guys should have run. Like as soon as it happened, they should have been all over Morris. Uh, just so you're, you're, he's he's so much better than everyone else on his team. Uh, even when Jamal Murray comes back, like he is, uh, like him. Yanis, F. Curry, you know, Paul George and are the best players in the NBA. 
And right. you, you can't allow this to happen to them if you're on that team. You can't have him having to protect himself. The teammates got to come in for him. I agree. But you know what? Because they didn't, Yochis had to take it into his own hand. You know, if you think about it, Morris hit him and then just kind of walked away. And a little piece of it is it is it because he wanted him to retaliate or was it because he's like, he's not going to do anything and then found out quickly that he did do something about it. So I think I think the league's on now notice that Jochic is not to be played with, that he will have to just defend himself, worst case scenario. That's it. Basketball is turning into hockey, big data. It uh, is. Basketball it is, is turning yeah. into hockey. <laughs> I think the best the best comment on the whole thing, if you're going to hit me, don't turn your back on me. Uh, exactly. Because I'm swinging. It's true. I don't care if you turn That's your back. It. If you turn your back, you're going to get in the back of the head. <laughs> I love it. The thing is like, what kind of a move was that by Jokic? Yeah. Move, like a shoulder to the back. Like, just well, come up with something know, more. Like, it's just weird. <laughs> well, he, I mean, probably could have gave him a nice little WWF double axe handle to the back, but he probably decided, you know, a, a, a body check was better. Yeah. Like a drop kick or something would have been cooler. That would have been cool. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, James Harrison would have probably appreciated that uh, if, he, if he drop kicked him. I think it would have been kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> um, big data. There it is. Week number 10 on its way. The picks are in. Let's do it this week, my friend. Let's get back in. It's a brand new season. We're starting it all over again. There it is. The Full Spectrum Podcast brought to you by Big Data and the Maverick. Take care, everybody. By the way, crazy other thing that happened. Week 9 wasn't just crazy in the NFL. How about Paul Rudd being voted Sexiest Man Alive by People Magazine? What's up with that? It's Ant-Man. Ant-Man. I don't get it. Well, you know what? What it shows is that me and you, we got a chance, buddy. We got a chance. <laughs> Marvel, we're listening. Come make us an offer. Have a great day, everyone. Have a great week. Bye-bye. The Full Spectrum Podcast, presented by Champions and Legends. Champions and Legends produces hemp-derived CBD sports supplements for athletic preparation, performance, and recovery. Discover Champions and Legends on the World Wide Web at championsandlegends.com.